guys, Fred Apple here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks here on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC 271 this weekend, a rematch for the middleweight championship between Israel Adesanya and Robert Whitaker. It's a fun slate, 15 fights, um, and I'm expecting some massive scores for the winners. I think this is going to be a very high-scoring slate. I'm going to give you my favorite cash game play tournament play, my salary play, and my fade of the week as always. And by the way, how about last week? I mean, look, I'll I'll own my wins and my losses. You know, I get shit on when my picks suck. But last week, Strickland in cash, he crushed. Uh, Phil Rowe with a knockout tournament play. Maximov, the salary play, just dominated. Um, Was on the optimal lineup again. And my fade of the week, Miles Johns, I think he lost. So, uh, hey, credit where credit is due. Good week. Hopefully, we can string together a few more good performances here. Um, subscribe to the, to the channel. Like the video, as always. And let me know who your favorite play is in the 9K range. I legitimately think there's like seven fighters in the 9K range who could score well. We'll talk about a couple of them. But uh, I'm very curious to hear your opinion. So let me know in the comment section below. And without further ado, going to get into my cash gameplay of the week here, which is Kyler Phillips at 9.4K. All right, cash games this week. I like Kyler Phillips at 9.4K. This is a really tough week for cash because there are, like, honestly, too many good options. Um, Alex Perez, 9.6. Casey O'Neill, 9.5. Phillips. Ronnie Lawrence at 9.3, Adesanya, the champ, 9.2, Wells, 9.1, Morozov, 9K. I mean, we could see massive scores from this range. One that stands out to me, I don't don't think he's a must, but one that stands out to me is Kyler Phillips at 9.4K. He is currently a minus 430 favorite against Marcelo Rojo. Um... And I think this is a good stylistic matchup for Phillips. He should have success on the ground here. Rojo's coming off a fun fight against Charles Jordan in his UFC debut. Actually had success early before getting tired. Jordan knocked him down a couple times. Knocked him out late in round three. The thing is, Rojo's you know quite weak on the ground. And I think a lot of people see that in his tape. He already has four submission losses. His TKO against Jordan came on the ground as well. Doesn't have strong takedown defense. And Kyler Phillips is is very, very good on the mat. Kyler Phillips is landing 3.2 takedowns per 15 minutes. Um, A very skilled grappler. I think he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. He's already had a few uh, very strong ground performances in the UFC. Brilliant performance against Cameron Else. That led to a second-round ground-and-pound stoppage. Uh, just beautiful transitions there. Coming off four takedowns over Holy and Paiva, um, a fight which Phillips lost in part because he gassed out, but he really almost won that fight by knockout um, quickly and just couldn't quite put the stoppage together. So um, I think Phillips is a fairly safe fighter in this matchup. He's safe in the sense that he's minus 430 to win. So he's very likely to win. He's safe in the sense that he should have a significant advantage on the ground, which does score well from a DraftKings perspective. Phillips hasn't put together a great DraftKings performance yet. 91 points, 98 points, 73 points in his 
three UFC wins, but he also scored 74 points in that loss to Paiva. I mean, I really think a ground domination is in play for Phillips here, and he has finishing potential as well. I see him at minus 120, minus 135, depending on what on what site you look to win inside the distance. It's not the best line on this slate, but again, in cash, I'm not looking for the highest possible upside fighter. I'm looking for a fighter who's relatively safe to win, who's going to put up a good score, who has multiple paths to victory. Phillips can excel on the feet as well. I do think the fight would be more competitive at range, but I like his chance to score points on the ground. I like his advantages there. I like the inside distance line, the safety in his money line, and he's going to be my cash game play of the week at 9.4K. Moving on to my tournament play of the week, I'm going to give out Carlos Ulberg at 8.9K. He trains out of that city kickboxing camp with Adesanya and company. Uh, minus 260 to win over Fabio Charant this week. I, I think he's going to get a bit overlooked because he is 0-1 in the UFC. He's only fought once and he lost by knockout. And there's just so many good fighters in this range. Um, in that knockout loss, though, Ulberg actually landed 146 significant strikes in eight minutes before he got knocked out, which is literally insane. That's a significant striking pace of 15 per minute. He landed about, let's see, 83 significant strikes in that first round and he got tired and less effective and that contributed to him getting knocked out in the second round but even in the second round he still landed another 63 significant strikes he's a, a pretty skillful skillful kickboxer with high volume he almost won by knockout early in that fight as well but just tired because he was fighting at an insane pace and that's just partially why he's a tournament option on this slate he is a risk he, he has no ufc wins um, I'm not super confident in his ground game at all, not super confident in his durability, but he's fighting an opponent in Fabio Charant who I just don't think is that good. He's fought twice in the UFC plus one more time on the Contender Series, and he's 0 for 3. He's averaging 2.0 significant strikes landed per minute and absorbing 5.5 per minute. He has let to, to land a takedown. I do probably think his path to victory in this fight is grappling. Um, he has a few submissions on his record, but most of them are, they don't come from the traditional takedown, top game, advance to the back. They're kind of just guillotines in transition. So I don't necessarily know that Sharon's a great grappler anyways, though it still might be a path to victory for him here. He just doesn't fight at a, at a high enough pace. I mean, you got literally have a guy landing 15 significant strikes per minute against an opponent landing two significant strikes per minute over a fairly big sample size too. Sharon on the contender series got knocked out in the second round by Alexa Kumor, who's not that great. And he landed seven strikes in six minutes. And then he got Von Flew choked by Alonzo Menafield, which is the sign of a terrible grappler usually. And then in his most recent fight, he was knocked out by William Knight in the first round. So, <laughs> I mean, I I'm not confident in Olberg like, climbing the ladder of the division, but this feels like a matchup where he can have early success. If he's going to fight as aggressive as he did in his last matchup, matchup against Enzo Chukwu, which is no guarantee, 
but if he's going to fight as aggressive, he's going to land strikes at a much higher rate. He's going to be much more effective with them, and I think he has a legitimate chance to win by first-round knockout. Olberg's minus 140 to win inside the distance. It's not the best line on this card, but that's a great number for 8.9K. And again, he is the, let's see, third, fourth fight of the night. Um, hasn't won yet. I just don't know if he's going to get as much attention as he should on this slate. A lot of great fighters in this range. I will be spreading out my exposure. I think this is a great fight to target as a whole. I mean, if Charant beats him, he's going to put up a big score as well. The fight's minus 355 to end inside the distance. Olberg, though, at 8.9K, going to be my tournament play of the week. Really like his chances for an early knockout in this matchup. Moving on to my salary play of the week, I want to talk about this dude named Blood Diamond. No, that's not a joke. I mean, I guess technically it's his nickname, but on DraftKings, he is officially listed as Blood Diamond. Uh, Mike Mathetha, another fighter out of that city kickboxing camp, another high-level kickboxer. He's only 3-0 professionally. Um, no reason to believe he's skillful on the ground. There's kind of question marks in his game everywhere. So there, like this is as far from a safe target as there is. He like he could look like total crap. And actually, his opponent, uh, Jeremiah Wells, has I think the best inside the distance line on this entire slate. So, in theory, Wells is the most likely fighter to finish his opponent out of all fifteen fights. So again, this is a very risky play at seven point one k. But he's a skillful blood diamonds a skillful kickboxer with an extensive kickboxing background coming out of a good striking camp following the same mold as adesanya and i do think he's a better striker in this matchup i don't really respect the striking skills of wells that much he won by knockout in his ufc debut over Worley alves but he just he's very wild with technique and yeah he has power but he's probably several steps behind blood diamond technically and he's going to be you know a couple inches shorter few inches less of reach i think diamond's a better technical striker able to land higher volume just more efficient and i think he's probably got the better chance of knockout so it's really maybe going to be up to wells to land takedowns and, and test the grappling of diamond and that's essentially where people think he will get exposed i assume that's why he's minus 215 inside the distance Wells is because people expect him to just land a takedown and, and get a submission. I believe he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu, so it's a very fair take, but I, I just don't think his wrestling and grappling is that great either. Maybe it's good enough to get past Diamond easily, but as he climbs the ranks of the division, I really don't see Wells having much success. So I, I'm willing to take a flyer on, on Blood Diamond here, even with all the concerns. And, and I, I could have given you the obvious Robert Whitaker at 7K or Tai Tuivasa, 7.4K. You know, William Knight's going to be popular. Derek Brown. There's a lot of guys who are going to be popular. This is more of an under the radar fighter. He's the opening fight of the night, 7.1K, quite risky. Very limited footage out there, but in theory does have a path to victory while this fight plays out in the feet, could have technical advantages, is still very cheap, and has a strong inside distance line. Plus 275, that's pretty strong for this price. I'm willing to take a flyer on the kickboxer here in Diamond. He's going to be my salary play of the week. 
And finally, my fade of the week, I'm going to go with Andre Arlovsky at 8.3K. I just honestly, no one north of this price I feel is worth giving out as a fade. It wouldn't be fair. You know, Alex Perez is 9.6K. It's going to be hard to target him, but I actually think he's a, you know, interesting contrarian option. And there's guys like, you know, Maxime Grishin, who may not be super popular, but I, I think is sneaky as well. So Andre Lofts is kind of the one fighter above 8K that I really just don't have much interest in. He is a favorite, though, over Jared Vandera um, at minus 145. He just doesn't produce much fantasy points. Obviously, very experienced, been in the UFC forever. But um, the vast majority of his fights go to decision. I mean, Arlovsky hasn't won by knockout since Travis Brown in 2015. That's a span of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 fights. I mean, he hasn't won by knockout in, in, in 18, 19 fights. And he averages less than half a takedown per 15 minutes. He averages 3.7 significant strikes landed per minute. He could go out there and, and hurt Bandera because it's the heavyweight division and anything could happen, or he could go out there and win a competitive decision, which is more likely. I just don't expect him to end up on the optimal lineup on this slate. It's just there's a, a massively high-scoring slate. Arlovsky's wins, he's putting up 63, 74, 44 in a win, 50 in a win. 94 and a win, that was that was a good one back in 2019, but I, I think the odds are against Arlovsky. In this fight, he's only plus 430 to win inside the distance. That's one of the worst lines on the entire slate for a favorite. Um, there's a chance he comes out here and wins a decision. I just don't think his scores will be high enough to compete with the optimal lineup, and that's going to make Arlovsky my fade of the week. All right, guys, that's it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you so much for the support. You can follow me on Twitter at BrettAppley, double T, double P, dailyfanmma.com for all your DraftKings needs. Just posted all 15 breakdowns for the event. Got an hour and a half podcast coming up. Uh, rankings, projections, betting content, all that good stuff. Dailyfanmma.com. Again, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video, and let me know who your favorite play in the 9K range is below. All right, guys, best of luck this week. Take care, stay safe, and we'll talk to you all soon. Peace.